Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I am your host, Kelly R. Jackson, and let's just get uh, right into it as we always do. Listen, we are uh, here again at our Monday morning uh, discipleship segment, and so we do have a word uh, for you. We told you last week uh, what our Monday morning discipleship this week would be on is God really does know my heart. God really does know my heart. And again, uh, this is something that I've tackled before. I've tackled it in preaching. I've tackled it uh, in my radio broadcast. And uh, if you know me personally, or if you read anything uh, that I've written, you know that every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll deal with the subject of God knowing our hearts. And uh, sometimes we say that uh, it is a, is a defense mechanism. It is uh, something that we say sometimes when we feel as if people are judging us or if people don't really know our true intentions. And we'll say things like, uh, God knows my heart. God does know my heart. And one of the things that I'm always warning people about as it pertains to God knowing your heart is, is how true that statement is. And so we're going to explore some of that uh, in this uh, Monday morning discipleship about how, how really true it is that God really does uh, know our heart. Listen, where we get this from, where we get this mindset um, uh, of God knowing our heart, um, scripturally, scripturally, if we're going to deal with the scripture, um, check out Jeremiah chapter 17, uh, verses 9 and 10. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. And this is one of the uh, uh, passages of scripture that I often go to uh, when people are, are, are making that statement, you know, God knows my heart. I'm going to read that for you from the New Living Translation. Jer- Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 and 10. Now, here's what God says, right, about the heart. He says, the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. He said, who really knows how bad it is? Then he says in verse 10, he said, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine, watch the secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. And one of the things that I'm always pointing to when we talk about God knows our heart, and when I pull that scripture out, especially in the New Living Translation, uh, I point out the fact that God says that he's examining secret motives. So at the recesses of our heart, the the deepest recesses of us, uh, there are some motives behind the things that we do and the things that we say. Uh, uh, There are some 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 things that that we don't necessarily want people to know about what we really think and what we're really up to. And this is when we get into that thing of God knows my heart. Again, sometimes we say that. Let's just be honest. We'll say that sometimes get people off our back and people to think that we're doing something a little bit uh, uh, not above board, if you will. And we'll say that to kind of back people off and say, well, God knows my heart. You know, sometimes people accuse you of doing something wrong and you say, hey, God knows my heart. And listen, sometimes that that again, that's very true. We're going to share some principles with you on today. Uh, Sometimes it makes sense to say that, well, God knows what my motives are. But but sometimes we'll say that even though the motives aren't necessarily the best. And we'll say, God knows my heart. And I'm saying, hey, he really does know your heart. So so, so let me move on here. What is the heart? What is the, what is the heart? Well, when we talk, we talk about the heart, especially from a spiritual standpoint, it is the deepest recesses of your mind. As we just said, this is where your thoughts come from. This is where your motives are. It, it's not the heart that we deal with. You know, we're talking about love songs and love stories. I don't know no, no, that heart is is where again the deepest recesses of our minds is 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 where our innermost feelings are coming from so really really the heart is connected uh to the brain and so so it's it's what you're thinking it's what you're really feeling it's what you're really going to act on right so so that's what you got to think about when you think about the heart 
you know, at the heart of the matter, the deepest research, how I really feel about the situation. So, so now that we know that we, we know that there's a connection between the heart and the mind, right? It really isn't separate, right? That, that, that mind is where your heart is, right? What, 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 what's really in your heart? Have you considered what's actually in there? And so when we start talking about, again, God knows my heart. Have you considered what's actually in your heart? The good, there's some good things in your heart. And I, and, and let me say this, I don't care who you are. There's some good somewhere in your heart. Now you may be, may be repressing it, uh, but there's good in everybody. Now, some people just don't allow the good to be seen. Some people will, as I said, repress it, they'll hide it. But, but when you talk about what's in your heart, there's good in your heart. So again, some of us do have good motives. Some of us are, are, are good people at, at, at our core, at our heart. Some of us really do mean well when we, we reach out to people, when we deal with other people. Some of us really do mean well. There's good in our heart, but then there's also bad in our heart, right? When you look at that scripture, we just said, uh, uh, God says it's desperately wicked. He said the heart is desperately wicked because there are some bad things. There are some bad things in the deepest recesses of our thoughts and our minds. Sometimes we do have bad motives, impure motives. Sometimes we have bad intentions that comes from our mind, right? That comes from our deepest recesses. So sometimes the thing that comes from the heart isn't necessarily a good thing. Isn't necessarily a pleasant thing. There are, we, we are capable, even as the Bible says, desperately wicked. And even God says, who could know it? Who could really understand it, right? There's the ugly. There's an ugly side to all of us. Let's be honest about this, right? There's an ugly side to all of us. All of us have that side of us that's not, not so pleasant. All of us have that side of us that folks don't really want to deal with. And, and, I, and I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but I don't care who you are under the sound of my voice. There's a side of you that folks don't want to see, that they don't necessarily want to deal with. Now, your ugly side may not be as bad as somebody else's ugly side, but there's a side of all of us that's a little bit uh, outside of a good character. It's against God. It's not the best thing. It's not the most pleasant thing, right? So we see that uh, what's actually in our heart. There's the good, there's the bad, there's the ugly, and then there's the unmentionable. There are some things, child of God, if we're being honest with ourselves, every now and then there are some things that roll around in our mind that are just ungodly. There's some things that roll around and come up out of our heart, even if the Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. There's sometimes that that unmentionable actually comes out of our mouth and it actually is mentioned. <laughs> Amen. But but the unmentionable. There are some things that are rolling around in our minds. Sometimes the devil will put some stuff in our mind that we dare not even let come out that we don't even want people to know we're thinking. And, and in the midst of all of that, again, some of it is sinful. Some of it is just evil. Some of it is mean. And some of it is, is, is unmentionable. But we go back to our theme on today. In the midst of all that, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the unmentionable, God knows your heart. You, you, you see where we're going here right there? God knows all of those things that are in your heart. And this is why I tell people when we say things like God knows my heart, be careful when you say that, because every thought, every unpleasant thing, every unmentionable thing, every bad thing, every good thing, every unpleasant thing, every nasty thing, every bit of gossip, every bit of everything that comes across your heart, which means it comes across your mind. God knows about it if nobody else knows. And, and the Bible says he knows our thoughts are far off. So God knows them even before you know them. Right. So when God does look at the heart. He doesn't see perfection, nor does he expect to. 
Look at that scripture again, Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10. He says, I know the heart. He says, I know. He said, I search the heart, right? That's what God says. He says, I know all about you. I know the things that are inside of your heart. And let me just pause right here. Uh, as we talk about Monday morning discipleship, we talk about being saved, talked about being followers of Christ. In the midst of all of those things that are in your heart, God still wants you. He still desires you. He's still willing to save you, right? And I think this is where that thought comes from. We say, God knows my heart. We're trying to tell people, even in the midst of all that may be unpleasant or what people may think is unpleasant about us, God still wants me. God still wants to be with me, right? God knows my heart. I want you all to get this before we get to our principles on today. God knows my heart should not be a defense mechanism. It should be a call to our own self-examination. What do I mean when I say that? When I think about the fact that God knows my heart, that shouldn't be something that I'm yelling from the rooftops to everybody. God knows my heart. It should cause me to pause for a second and say, my God, God knows my heart. See, I shouldn't be throwing around saying God knows my heart. I should be thinking, my God, God knows my heart. That means all those things that I thought that it was just, you know, I'm trying to keep it to myself. Those things that I thought that I did not say, that I did not act on, God knows. Those those evil things that I thought about other people, God knows about that. That time that I wished that something bad would happen to somebody, God knows about that. That time that I thought about doing something that God told me not to do, God knows about that. When you think about the fact that God knows your heart, it should not be a defense mechanism. That is a call to self-examination. When you look at Jeremiah 17 and 9, and it says that the heart is desperately wicked, who could know it? And God says, I'll try the heart. You ought to be saying, I need to examine myself because God looks at the inner recesses of me, right? First Samuel 16 and 7 says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So again, now, now you got to be careful with this information here. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. We got to be careful with this information. Why do you say that? Because the outward appearance and the inward truth can be a contradiction. So that's what we're saying. We look at that scripture uh, famously when 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 uh, 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 God sent the prophet down to Jesse's house to pick out a king. And he brought all of his sons. They, they looked like kings. They looked like uh, they were they were tall, dark and handsome, if you will. Right. But then David, this poor little uh, shepherd boy who's out there with the sheep all day. And they said, how could this man be king? And they're saying God is not looking at his outward appearance. He's looking at his heart. And so when we say that, though, we have to be careful with the information. What do we mean when we say that? Again, the outward and the inward can be a contradiction, but it could also be a confirmation. What do you mean when you say that? Sometimes people look good on the outside. They actually are good on the inside. Sometimes people look bad on the outside and they actually are bad on the inside. And so we've got, again, go back to scripture when God says, I'll try the heart. Right. So even as David, let me use that example here before I give you my three principles and then we'll be out of here. Even as David, that little shepherd boy, he didn't look the part. Right. But God looked at his heart and said he was a king. Right. But then there came a point in David's life where he didn't look so good. Right. There came a point where he took a man's wife and had him killed, right? And so now he, he kind of looks like that boy that was out there looking all dirty and unpleasant. He was dirty on the outside and he was dirty on the inside. And sometimes there's a contradiction, but sometimes there's a confirmation. So we got to be careful with that information. We say that man looks at the outward appearance, 
but God looks at the heart. God does look at the heart. So let me give you uh, three principles and then we're going to be out the way here. First thing you ought to know, as we, we've, we've outlined all of this, is that the heart is unpredictable to man. The heart is unpredictable to man. You don't know what your heart is going to do. You don't know what your mind is going to lead you to do. I know we like to say things like I would never do. I would never. You'd never catch me here. You'd never catch me doing this type of thing. But again, the heart is unpredictable. That's what God is saying. What he's saying is desperately wicked. He's saying, don't trust your heart. Don't trust your heart because your heart is capable of doing some wicked things. The heart is unpredictable to man. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you've done something before because you were led by what you felt was in your heart. And yet you come back and you realize that you did the wrong thing. You come back to realize that you were in some places that you had no business being in. So the heart is unpredictable, right? Second thing, y'all, the heart will do just about anything out of desperation. Yes, some of us have done some things. Some of us have been in some places out of desperation. Why? Because we said love made us do it. We said it was in our hearts. We wound up in some places and God says, what you doing here? Why are you doing that thing? Why are you with that person? And the heart will do some things out of desperation. Why? Because it's desperately wicked. It will lead you in some places that are actually against God. And so we have to consider that, right? The heart will do just about anything out of desperation. Last thing though, last thing, since God knows your heart, you must trust God with your heart. So when we talk about discipleship, we talk about coming to Jesus. We're talking about being a learner and being a follower of Jesus. Trust God with your heart. You ought to look at those scriptures that I outlined today and say, Lord, I don't. My heart is desperately wicked. My heart has led me to some places that are against you. And you know what, God? I don't trust my heart, but I trust you. I don't trust the things that might enter into my mind and enter into my heart and have me doing some things that are outside of you. I don't trust those things, but I trust you. When you can't trust your heart, which was the Bible just tells you that you can't trust your heart. Trust God with your heart. David says famously in Psalms 51, he says, created me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. He says, Lord, I can't deal with the old heart because the old heart was the one that had me take a man's wife and have him murder. I need you to give me a new heart, God, because I can't trust the old one. Right. Famously, Psalms 119 and 11 says, I word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Put God's word in your heart because your heart can be wicked, because your heart can lead you astray, because your heart can have you on the outside of God. If you put his word in your heart, I guarantee you he'll keep you on the straight and narrow. God really does know your heart. That's why you have to trust God with your heart, because he knows about it better than you do. And he's more capable of straightening it out than you are capable of doing the same thing. Trust God with your heart because he really does know your heart. Listen, that's all the time that we have for this Monday morning's uh, uh, Monday morning discipleship. We hope that you got something out of that. We hope that you were blessed by it. Listen, let me give you our tag. As always, if you'd like to uh, check out our ministry's website, you can check us out at www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you stop by there, we do believe that you will be blessed. If you'd like to purchase any of our written work, purchase our written work at www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. Pick up any one of our books there, and we do believe that you will be blessed. Listen, that's all the time that we have for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. Again, we hope you are blessed by it, and we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.